Well, good evening to you, my brothers and sisters in Christ. This is the day that the Lord has made. We are rejoicing and exceedingly glad. So glad that you are joining us on this evening uh, for this, our Wednesday night Bible study. And we're thanking, thanking God already for what the Lord is going to do in this time together. Go ahead, go ahead and share this with your neighbors, share it with your friends. Let them know that you're watching K Chapel Live, that you want them to join in with you and get in the study of this word. It's going to be a good word tonight. It will be brief, but it'll be a good word nonetheless, uh, because I believe this, that the truth of God's word is good all by itself, whether it's long or whether it's short, it's going to always be good. So go ahead, like it, share it, tag a friend, tag a neighbor, and get them in on this Bible study. Amen. While you are doing that, we want to remind you that it is September, month of September. It's time for us uh, to come back to Sunday school. It's come back to Sunday school month. Get back to Sunday school. Amen. You still have time. If you have not gotten back into your Sunday school routine and found your Sunday school classroom, you still have time in the month of September to do just that. So come back, get back engaged in our Sunday school. Amen. Listen, why don't we lift up a word of prayer and we will get into tonight's Bible study. Our Father, our God, how grateful, how thankful we are for this day. And for this time together, we ask, oh God, that you would open our hearts, open our minds, open our ears and open our understanding that we might hear, see and know the truth of your word, who you are and who you would have us to be in you. God, we pray that we would grow in the grace and in the knowledge of you, our God and our father. And that we would be satisfied in that, that we would be secured in that, believing that being in you is enough. Loving you is enough. And you loving us is more than enough. Granted, God, we pray in Jesus' name and for his sake. Amen and amen. All right. All right. So listen, you all. Um, last week, last week, took some time and talked a little bit about this idea of what the Lord has been placing in my spirit and pressing in my heart um, over the course of the summer. I looked over. Um, your responses, how you answered the questions that we raised on last week, and particularly the question that I raised about what what would you like to learn? What would you like to um, uh, dive into over the course of 2024? Um, the, the, the answers were, ver were varied, and yet there, there was, in many of them, uh, common thread. And what I shared with you on last week was um, discipleship, uh, that that big word um, will will should and would serve as a kind of umbrella uh, that that guides um, guides our time together, guides our study. Because what Jesus wants more than anything 
is not for us to do a lot of stuff, but for us in our doing of the things that he commanded, that we would become more like him. And so tonight I want to I want to lean into that just a little bit more. Um share a few scriptures with you and and give you something to think about as it relates to discipleship and what it means, what discipleship means, what discipleship requires. Um so that as we begin future studies, there'll be some some kind of basics that we approach uh, discipleship and and spiritual formation uh, in the same vein. So when I was when I was um, when I was a child growing up uh, in choir number one, all of my choir number one folks. <laughs> you remember choir number one? We had the blue. I call them the blue cherub robes. Uh, they 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 came just halfway. They were the they were these little smocks with the blue, uh, the blue ribbons on on the at the collar. But in the cherubim choir, choir number one, we sang this song, um, and the lyrics were. I want to be a follower of Christ. I want to be one of his disciples. I want to walk in the newness of life. So let me be a follower of Christ. I say it again. I want to be a follower of Christ. I want to be one of his disciples. I want to walk in the newness of life, so let me be a follower of Christ, right? That was the course. Here was the verse, said this, watch this. It raised a series of questions. What do I have to do? What do I have to say? How do I have to walk each and every day? Tell me what does it cost if I carry the cross? Let me be a follower of Christ. And that was the song. That was the song. I love that series of questions raised in the verse. What do I have to do? What do I have to say? How do I have to walk each and every day? Tell me what does it cost if I carry the cross? It was a children's song, but in that children's song, that list of questions, I believe, zeroes in on what, it re what is required of us if we're going to be disciples of Jesus Christ. And particularly the, the last question, what is the cost? That last question, tell me what does it cost? Jesus teaches his disciples this very thing, that following him costs something. 
it costs me something. It costs you something. Anyone who decides to be a follower of Christ, a disciple of Jesus, you can freely join him, <laughs> right? But there's a cost in doing so. And, and so what, what, one of those uh, in Luke, in Luke chapter, Luke chapter 10, Luke chapter 10, Jesus, Jesus talks about um, the cost of rejection. When he says, when he says to his disciples, um, remember he's sending them out. And he says, I want you to go um, heal and preach. He says, um, but but if they don't receive you um, to, to shake the dust off of your feet, right? And he's teaching his disciples right then that everyone will not receive you. In fact, one of the costs of being a disciple of Christ is the cost of rejection. I apologize, I'm still dealing with the sinus and stuff, y'all. The cost of rejection. Um, that everybody you like won't like you. Everybody you want to be in a relationship with won't necessarily want to be in a relationship with you. It's not necessarily anything you've done. Well, or maybe it is. <laughs> From the standpoint of you picked up the cross of Jesus Christ. And having picked up that cross, having made a determination, having, having drawn a line in the sand, that itself, that act itself, may have put you at odds with some people that you did not anticipate. So he, he tries to prepare his disciples. He's like, look, I know you're all giddy. I know you're all excited. You're about to go and preach and you're going to, you, you think you're going to, you know, you're going to turn hearts towards the Lord and, and everybody's going to be on fire the same way that you're on fire. He says, let me, let me warn you. There are going to be some people who ain't going to want to hear that. They're not going to want to hear you. They're not going to want to hear what you got to say. And he says to them, don't get this dejected by it. Don't get disappointed. Don't become dissuaded. Shake the dust off of your feet and get back at it. So cost number one, the cost of rejection. Discipleship will cost you by those who reject you who say, no, I don't, I don't want that. And if that's who you are, I don't, I don't want, I don't want you. There's also the cost of relationships. Um, remember when Jesus talks about, um, he, he says, if you're going to be one of my disciples, uh, follow me. And, and then he goes on and says, um, 
if, if you will not leave brother or mother or, or father or sister, brother, um, you know, that you, you're not worthy of me. Jesus is, Jesus is teaching his disciples right then about priority in relationships. And I don't believe for a minute, because some people preach this, teach it this way, and I, this is not the way I interpret it or the way I teach it. I don't believe for a minute that Jesus is saying to us that we need to destroy our familial relationships. That, that, I don't believe that's what that scripture teaches at all. I do believe that he's saying that when it comes to our relationship with God the Father, that no other relationship should, should compare to what our relationship with God is, right? So I can love my wife, I can love my parents, I can love my children, I can love my siblings, I can love my cousins, I can love all these people who that I, I'm blood related to, but I must always put my relationship with my father, God, my relationship with Jesus, my savior. I must always put those in top priority. And so he's saying, if you're going to follow me, it's going to cost you having those relationships being top priority in your life. It's going to cost you that. It's going to cost you that. Right. Tell me what does it cost if I carry the cross? I want to be a follower of Christ. It's going to cost you having the wrong people in the top places of your heart. You can't put people in the places that were meant for God and Jesus. They're too small to fit there. Amen, somebody. Amen, somebody. You, you, you've had some of your some of your relationships in wrong priorities. Okay. But he, here's what I want to get at: that following Jesus and being a disciple of of, of Christ can oftentimes put you in in inconvenient places, inconvenient spaces, having unanticipated conversations, right? And Jesus, Jesus tries to warn us of this when he says in the Great Commission, go Go ye into all the world, world, right? Not church, world. Go ye into all the world and preach my gospel. Right? There, there is, there is um, the expectation that being a disciple of Jesus Christ means that we, we as followers of his cannot be um, um, 
held hostage right in this 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 place we call the church we 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 should come here for for spiritual edification for fellowship for growth for all of that but then as that happens we've got to go ye into all the world and preach this gospel preach this gospel so jesus it, jesus is real clear that being a disciple of his means that we've got to get out into the world didn't say that we're supposed to become of the world but we are supposed to be in the world and too many disciples have come out of the world right which we should do in order to become new in christ right we got to come out of darkness into the light right so yes be transformed be changed be renewed but once that happens we must be able and willing and empowered to go ye into the world and preach this gospel the saving gospel that saved you preach it to the world share it with others be in relationships so so here here is what that looks like y'all here's what that looks like it's the same thing that happened with with the 12 that jesus called let me start let me start with matthew let me let me start and stay with matthew actually for a minute remember matthew levi he was a tax collector remember him and uh jesus uh, asks matthew who made his living by being a crook and overtaxing his fellow jewish brothers jesus asked that man matthew a crook to become a disciple remember because i told you last week discipleship is not about what you do it's about what you become becoming he says i know what you do you steal i want you to become a follower matthew is so excited at the invitation of jesus that he extends his own invitation to jesus he says come to my house and let's have dinner and jesus watch it accepts the invitation y'all you, you're not you're not grasping how powerful that is matthew extends an invitation to jesus to come to his house then you got to know matthew is not hanging with other believers birds of a feather flock together so at his house are not going to be people who are already sold out for the lord at his house are going to be fellow thieves fellow tax collectors fellow crooks 
Jesus knowing who's going to be on the guest list accepts the invitation and shows up. Are you hearing me? See, he, here's the thing, y'all. I believe this, that being a disciple by the example that Jesus himself gives, being a follower of Jesus means that we've got to be willing to engage and to go. To go and to engage. Now, now, now I I know, I know there there's some places the, the saints of God ought not be. I'm not telling you to go, amen. <laughs> yeah. But I am telling you that there are invitations that you ought to be spiritually sensitive to, recognizing the opportunity that exists for your light to be in that room for your light to be in that space. And that the considerations that you're making in accepting or rejecting that invitation are not just about, does it fit into your schedule? It's not just about, are you free that day? The considerations that you have to make as a disciple are, what impact might my light have in accepting that invitation and showing up. Who might be there that the Lord might have me to engage with? Who, who has the Lord through his Holy Spirit already been working on, already been ministering to, already pre been preparing for just this moment where you show up because you accepted the invitation. You weren't planning on going. You really had something else you you wanted to do or thought you were going to be doing. You were going you were going to go home watch Netflix and chill. But somebody asked you to join them for uh, happy hour at Bravo. Yep, I went ahead and said it because I want you to know that you can drink water at happy hour. Yeah, you can drink water. You can get a Pellegrino sparkling water and chill. Yeah. And in so doing, when your light is there, who is the Lord? position to be there with you who has the lord been working on who 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 might be surprised to see you and and wonder what is it about you that made you show up here okay go ye into all the world and preach my gospel see discipleship y'all takes you sometimes into inconvenient places, inconvenient spaces, 
where we don't traditionally show up. Watch this. You don't believe me. See, Jesus does this. He teaches it and he shows he shows his disciples. Watch this. Jesus text says must needs go through Samaria. Jesus must needs go through Samaria. And you know what happened when he went there? He has this conversation with a woman who comes to the well with her bucket to dip water. You know what happens. They have this conversation. She's diverting, trying to talk about spiritual things because she assumes and perceives that this is a spiritual man. And so she brings up the issue of worship. Where should we worship in this mountain or in that mountain? Your father say we should worship over here. My father say we should worship over there. Where, where should we worship? Jesus said it ain't about where you worship. It's about who you worship and how you worship. Those who worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth, right? So they go through all of this. Um, Jesus finally reads her mail, which really gets her attention. Says, call your husband. Says, I don't have a husband. She said, Jesus says, I know. Yeah, you've had five and the one you're with now is not your husband. Y'all go and read it. He reads her mail. And finally, there is this, there is such a powerful exchange when Jesus offers her living water that she drops her bucket. She goes back to her town and she says to the men of the town, come see a man who told me all things that I ever did. And all of that happened, watch this y'all, because Jesus went somewhere where he was not expected to be. There was no reason for him to go to Samaria as a Jew, not as a Jew. As a Jew, we don't go through and to Samaria. We go around Samaria as Jews. But Jesus went to this place that they anticipated. He and here's how here's how you know here's how you know that 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 even the disciples who were following him were concerned about it because when they came, the text says when they came, they looked and saw Jesus talking to the woman, and Jesus knew what they were thinking, even though they didn't say anything. You know what they were thinking? Why are we here? We're not supposed to be here. You're not supposed to be talking to this woman. And Jesus is taking the time to teach them that if you're going to be a follower of Christ, sometimes I'm going to lead you to unexpected places, to have unexpected conversations with unsuspecting people. Yep. Yep. It, it's 
this discipleship y'all then is <laughs> i think another way of saying that is that discipleship sometimes just stretches us it costs to be a disciple it stretches us it stretches us to go places that we really don't want to go but yet we feel the spirit pulling us there to have conversations we really rather not have and yet we feel the spirit pulling us there you're on a plane just trying to get some sleep and yet you feel the spirit pulling you into this conversation to have with this person that you don't even know it costs to be a follower of jesus it will cost you your own preferences i mean think about it you would prefer sometimes to just be left alone i know i would a lot of times when i get on a plane i intentionally put my earphones on because i want to send the message don't engage me please don't tell me your story because if you tell me your story I know, I know how this is going. I already, I already know what's going to happen, right? So I'll be honest. There are times when I will intentionally put on my headphones because I'm trying to just, ah, uh, right. And yet, being a disciple of Jesus means going into all the world, being ready to share, being ready to care. Because watch this, y'all, every engagement, every interaction does not necessarily end with being born again. Remember, somebody's got to plant the seed, somebody's got to water the seed, and then comes the increase. You may just be planting the seed. You may be just watering the seed. And planting and watering the seed may simply look like, wow, somebody took the time to hear my story. And the person who had given up on humanity decides that because you cared enough to just listen, now their whole perspective on humanity changes. And they decide, you know what? People aren't just inherently bad. You just planted a seed. Didn't have anything to do with Jesus at that moment. It just had to do with softening the heart so that the next person comes wrong can water it. Sometimes, see, and that's the thing. Sometimes in our discipleship, we get so caught up on the end result that we don't see how God can use each little moment each and you can just be one little moment in the process of that person eventually and ultimately becoming themselves a follower of jesus christ that it may have just started with the fact that you took the time to hear somebody else's story period i want to be a follower of christ 
I want to be one of his disciples. I want to walk in the newness of life. So let me be a follower of Christ. The questions, what do I have to do? What do I have to say? How do I have to walk each and every day? Tell me what does it cost if I carry the cross? It will cost you rejection, being rejected. It will cost you relationships. It will also cost you your personal preferences. Yeah, your personal preferences. It will cost you convenience, comfort, having things just your way. Jesus says, nope, I'm gonna put you in some uncomfortable settings and you watch this. And in those uncomfortable settings, they're gonna come up some topics and some issues that, ugh, Lord, I gotta talk, I gotta, I gotta have this conversation out. Yep. A follower of Christ, one of his disciples. So that means I've got to, I've got to have more training as a disciple. I've got to have more, more engagement with the word of God, the living word of God. I've got to have more sharpening so that I can understand how to share the gospel in a way and share God's truth in a way that while it is sharp, it is also, it is also healing. <laughs> yeah. So I'll tell you what, I'm going to wrap this up right now. I'm going to let that, that be our, our end for tonight. Um, and let's, let's concentrate on that. I want to invite you um, in your spare time. Uh, to really engage the, the library of Right Now Media. Um, there's so much good, so much good information on there, particularly on discipleship. Um, so I want to invite you to, to, in your time, in your meditation time, um, to make um, some of those studies a part of, of how you meditate a part of how you grow in your discipleship. We're going to be accessing uh, some as a group uh, in the next few months. Um, but, but in your personal devotion, uh, that's a resource that I want every member of Cade uh, to make a part of your, your daily, uh, um, your weekly um, uh, growth as a disciple of Jesus Christ. Don't let that, don't let that sit there and, and, and you not take advantage of it. Too much is there uh, and at your fingertips uh, for it to just, to just, to just uh, be there and, and go to waste. So please access that information, make it a part of your daily devotion. Amen. All right. God bless you. We love you. We will see you soon. Good night.